You're listening to the SWIC Technologies Leading Business Podcast. This is episode four, featuring guest Alex Benayan, national best-selling author of the book, The Third Door. This episode was recorded on Wednesday, August 21st. I'm your host, Eric Clark, and thanks for tuning in. I love getting up in the morning. I clap my hands and say, this is going to be a great day. SWIC Technologies presents the Leading Business Podcast helping you leverage technology to accelerate your growth. The key to this business is personal relationships. Thanks so much for tuning back in to another episode. Uh, as an announcement this week, we wanted to let everyone know that Swick Tech will be hosting our first annual Future Tech Summit on Friday, September 27th at the Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino in Milwaukee. We will be hosting two keynote speakers, Alex Benayan, the national best-selling author of the book, The Third Door, and Todd McLeese, a curator of high-performing ecosystems. He's a professional keynote speaker, an industry 4.0 thought leader, and an advocate for workforce of the future. We'll also be hosting several roundtable breakout sessions from various business service providers throughout the area to add value to your business. All right, so... Today's guest is Alex Benayan, who is actually one of our keynote speakers for our upcoming event. And Alex and I discuss his book, The Third Door, and how his approach applies to the quickly evolving technology landscape. And also, we learn more about who Alex is and just exactly what he's accomplished. I hope you enjoy today's episode. And if you'd like to see Alex in person, we'd love to see you at our event on September 27th. Today on the on the line with me, I have a really special guest, one that I'm personally excited about and one that I think the business is very excited about. Um, he'll be one of our keynote speakers at our, our upcoming Future Tech Summit that's going to be held on September 27th at uh, Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. Alex, uh, Alex Benayan, how are you doing? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for me. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Um, you know, I think where I start with this is let's unpack who, who Alex Benayan is. Who are you? Um, and we'll get into kind of the story of The Third Door, the book that you've authored. Um, I'd love to hear it from your perspective. So the journey started about seven years ago. And I spent the past seven years obsessively studying success. So I've spent thousands of hours researching, going through hundreds of biographies. And most importantly, sitting down one-on-one and asking questions to the people I was dying to get answers from. So for business, I spoke to Bill Gates, music Lady Gaga, science Jane Goodall, poetry Maya Angelou, Steve Wozniak, Larry King, Quincy Jones, Jessica Alba. It's been this unbelievable journey. And really what the focus has been is not a particular age in someone's life, but more a stage. When someone is just, you know, heading off on a new chapter in their careers, whether they're just getting started with a new industry or they're starting a new project at a company. When you're facing rejections, you're facing, you know, no one, you know, answering your phone calls, no one taking it seriously. How do you find a way to break through? And that's what the focus of the third door has been about. And it's something I'm, you know, extremely passionate about. I think you have to be passionate about it. If you're going to spend seven years doing anything, you damn well better be right. Otherwise you're going to burn out and, yeah, exactly. 
and 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 maybe there are times you know I read the book that you showed some humility and kind of coming close to that, but you stayed the course. Um, you know, how did that start for you? Um, how did you how did you start? Like, what did that what did that look like? Well, this whole journey started when I was 18 years old, a freshman in college, and I was spending every day lying on my dorm room bed, staring up at the ceiling. And I was going through the what do I want to do with my life crisis. And not only did I not know what I wanted to do, I had no idea how the people who I looked up to, how they did it. You know, how did Bill Gates all first be the software out of his dorm room when nobody knew his name? Or how did Spielberg become the youngest director in Hollywood history without a single hit under his belt? You know, this is what they don't teach you in school. So I just assumed there had to be a book with the answers. So I just went to the library and started ripping through, you know, business books and biographies, assuming there had to be a book with the answers. But eventually I was left empty handed. And that's when my naive 18 year old thinking kicked in. I thought, well, if no one's written the book I'm dreaming of reading, why not write it myself? And I thought it'd be super simple. I would just call up Bill Gates, interview him, interview everybody else, and I'll be done in a few months. That I assumed would be the easy part. The hard part, I figured, was getting the money to fund this journey. You know, I was buried in student loan debt. I was all out of our mitzvah cash. So there had to be a way to make some quick money. So two nights before final exams, I'm in the library doing what everyone does in the library right before finals. I'm on Facebook. <laughs> and, yeah. I see, and I see someone offering on Facebook free tickets to The Price is Right. You know, it's the longest running game show in U.S. history. And I was going to school not too far from where it filmed in Los Angeles. And my first thought was, what if I go on the show and win some money and win this book? You know, not my brightest moment. Plus, I had a problem. I'd never seen a full episode of the show before. So I just, you know, told myself it was a dumb idea and to not think about it. But... That night, I decided to do the logical thing and pull an all-nighter to study, but I didn't study for finals. I said I had to hack the prices right, and I went on the show the next day and did this ridiculous strategy, and I ended up winning the whole showcase showdown, winning a sailboat, selling the sailboat, and that's how I funded the book. That's um, incredible. In fact, one of the questions I had for you, and I don't know that there's an answer to this, but... I'm actually curious whatever became of that sailboat. It'd be really funny to know where it is now. <laughs> if you could like that, track I, down, you know if you I stayed in touch with the owner, like, oh my God, where could it be? I have no idea. I have zero idea. What a fun thing that could be to discover someday, you know, because at some point you'll look back and go, what a major part of my journey and my being and where I'm at. Um, what a neat thing. Like the fact that that's what you won, right? And that thing is meant to travel the world on the seas. Like it's just an interesting thing to consider. I love that. So, okay. So then you you got done with the prices, right? You hacked it, which by the way is incredible. Um, your ability to navigate through those things and hear it, how it kind of lays out in the book is super fascinating. Once you had the money, you must have felt like, okay, well, this is it. Now I have the money. Now I can just go do it, right? That naivete that you talked about um, should have paved the way for a pretty simple process. But as we know, uh, seven years later, right, it turned out to not be so simple. You know, I think that's one of the benefits. Of, you know, everyone talks about all the disadvantages of, you know, starting out and, you know, being an amateur, being a, you know, a newcomer into a field. 
whether it's tech or entrepreneurship or writing a book, we all know that the experts have the resources, the experience, the, you know, the connection. But what no one talks about is that there's also an advantage to being fresh and starting something new, which is you view the world and you view your challenges through a lens of possibility. And that's the most powerful way to view things. I really like that you said that because the event that we're going to be putting on and we're calling it the Future Tech Summit and a lot of what we're going to be kind of discussing there is the rate of adoption, um, the rate of acceleration in terms of technology, right? Technology, um, the rate of acceleration is outpacing our ability as human beings to adopt it. By the time we learn something new, it's already five versions in and we are now we are the Luddites, right? We're, we're behind as human beings and that this is the first time in history that that is the case. And so one of the quotes that, you know, stood out to me in the book as I thought about it uh, as it relates to our event is you would quote were quoted stating, maybe the hardest part about taking a risk isn't whether to take it, it's when to take it. And I find that yeah. fascinating because a lot of these companies are going to be faced with these decisions of how do they bridge that gap? Because the business world um, tends to lag behind the consumer world. And so at some point, there's going to have to be a risk that some of these older, bigger businesses have to take to kind of catch that wave and make sure they don't miss it. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's by far the biggest challenge, especially when it comes to leadership of these companies, which is they know they have to. You know, the question for leadership and executives at tech companies or in general that are just using tech to advance their businesses is everyone knows they have to innovate. The question is when to do it. So one of the one of the interesting questions I ask the the guests of this particular podcast is uh, kind of a silly one, and I have an idea of what your answer might be, but I'm I'm interested to see what you're going to say because the question that I ask is, what did you want to be when you were growing up? Now, I say the int- the answer might be interesting for you because I know what you're expected to be, but I wonder um, if that's what you truly wanted to be when you grew up. So as a child, as a kid, um, what did you what did you want to be when you grow grew up grew up? You know, I definitely and very consciously thought I was going to be a doctor. And that's sort of what happens when you're the son of Persian Jewish immigrants. You're sort of born with MD stamped on your behind. And at the same time, though, if I look back to my childhood, there was definitely a part of me that had fantasies when I was, you know, maybe like eight years old, 12 years old. Uh, of being, you know, my favorite TV show when I was a little kid was, remember the show 24 with Jack Bauer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That was like my favorite like action (laughs) show as a little kid. And I like definitely wanted to be like a secret agent. And also I loved making home movies as a kid too. So I like also secretly like also wanted to be like a film director. Uh, And what's funny is when you look at the third door, the thing I liked about being a doctor as a kid is the idea of helping people. Uh, when people are in their time of need, finding ways to help them. And, you know, still to, to this day, it's why I respect, you know, doctors and people in the medical field so much. But what's funny is, you know, if you look at, you know, you've, of course, read the book. There's sort of a detective 
energy going on in there. You know, it's like a wild goose chase. It's like I'm tracking down Bill Gates for two years. Um, so it's funny in hindsight that those elements are there. And also the book is sort of written like a screenplay, uh, even though it's, you know, a true story about, you know, business and success. It's sort of, you know, written as this adventure narrative. Um, so it's funny in hindsight to see, you know, my childhood interests, you know, still permeate through this project. Yeah, I think you you summed it up well there. Um, and and by the way, the the adventure narrative, um, you know, <laughs> I was I audibled the book, and I remember, you know, when I while I was reading it, it took me only a few days. And um, you know, I'd tell people, do not call me. I am listening to this book, and I couldn't. And I tell my <laughs> wife, like, I cannot wait to get back in the car. I'm just on a cliffhanger right now. I need to know what happens. Um, so you definitely, you know, it, it comes off that way and I really appreciate the, the way you. it was composed. I appreciate that so much. Okay. So the thing that I find really interesting, um, when I read the book or something that really stood out to me in a very loud way, um, was how you absorbed information about people. And it was like, a, you did like a sponge and it was that investigative approach. And so I have, uh, I've watched the show suits in the past and the main character has this, ridiculously superhuman ability to to have a photographic memory where he looks at something once and it's locked in forever. And as I listened to you um, kind of going to every one of these interviews, your ability to research these individuals um, and take that to the interview process uh, seemed to me like a very special talent as to how you gather and deploy that information. Is that something you can talk about real quick? Am I am I onto something, or, or um, do you just work that hard? It's I definitely actually think it's the latter, which is I am very confident that most people. Now, look, I something that I don't take for granted is you know I'm really lucky. I went to really good public schools as a kid in Los Angeles. I went to you know great high school, great even though I didn't finish college, you know, I did spend, you know, two years at a great university and I could read and I don't take that for granted because I actually am very aware the more I travel, the more I talk to people, how uh, educational opportunities are not evenly distributed. Uh, that being said, I really like self-learning so I you know you probably could have put me in a Warren Buffett class and I would learn some things but the fact that I was doing it on my own and I had this you know 800 page six Warren Buffett biography and I was you know almost scouring it for clues made it really sink in now I didn't have photographic memory but what I did have was I cared a lot so when I was reading, I wasn't, you know, reading at two o'clock in the morning in my bed, half asleep. I was sitting at my desk with a notebook and a pen, highlighting, underlining, and reading it like my dream depended on it because my dream did depend on it. And I promise you, if I give you, if I tell you, you know, here is this 800-page book, I will give you a million dollars if you can answer. I'll ask you one random question about the book you will read that book very carefully. Yep. And I just think when it comes to whether it's me researching the third door or an executive at a company, you know, executing on a new 
you know, initiative, it's not the obstacles or the challenges that are the issue. It's how much you care about the outcome. Because when someone really has something that they care about and are willing to go to the ends earth for, they will figure out a way to make it happen. And it's something that you almost feel in your bones. And and you talked about it in the book when it came to these moments for, so the first one that comes to mind is The Price is Right. Um, when you realize that he didn't wink at the, the gal with the clipboard, right? And, um, you know, then you started shouting his name and that happened again in right, the grocery exactly. store. And it's those yeah. it's those moments of make or break. Um, and it seems as though that same philosophy, though not a micro moment, applied to the overarching um, goal of your mission. And so you almost had that within you every step of the way without even maybe realizing it. It just came out in burst in, in some of those those smaller moments. Yeah, you know, there's this great anecdote that's, you know, quite well known, which is, you know, if I told you that there is a burning building across the street and on the third floor there is a $5 bill and it's yours if you get it, you know, not a chance you're going into that building. But if I told you, you know, the person you love the most in the world is taking a nap on that third story, you would run in before I could even finish my sentence. And what that shows us is that human beings are very rarely inhibited by the obstacle. What they're inhibited by is not caring enough about the end goal. So if you want to change someone's ability to overcome an obstacle, stop focusing on the obstacle and start focusing on finding something you care so much about that you'll do it no matter what. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's probably why if you have a mission that you totally and undeniably believe in to your core, um, you know, that that gives you that kind of destination, you know, and so you know, there's plenty that stands out in your book and I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing quotes because that's what I like. And, um, you know, success and failure aren't really opposites, but simply the result of trying. I think that's how you said it. Yeah. Um, you know, or that's what matters most. And as we go back to the other thing that was said about, you know, risk, um, you know, as some of these businesses that are on the cusp of, um, you know, dying or thriving, really, because it's one or the other, um, with all of this change in front of them and this, you know, kind of exciting time in history in this landscape, they're going to have to try, right? And and hopefully their missions are strong enough for them to bridge that gap um, to kind of take some leaps forward. There's going to be some risks there. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think there's some risks. There are <laughs> essential risks because if you're going to do anything new, inherently it is a risky endeavor yeah if it wasn't risky then congratulations you're not doing anything new and you're not really going to move the needle that's a valid point i like that quite a bit um you know i know we have uh, about a half hour uh of time here but you know we're excited to have you in in milwaukee have you ever been to milwaukee before i have i'm very excited to be back so are you going to try to track down some cheese curds or um, <laughs> do, you, do you have any favorite things that you um, like while you're here before that you're excited to do again or try that you didn't do the first time or, or two? I, uh, I had a great time. I was there a few times last year on my book tour. 
Uh, I'm just excited to be back. I'm excited for your event because really what we're there for is to not only, you know, give people the best, you know, tools and tactics we can to empower them at work and at home, but also to change what they believe is possible. Because if I've learned one thing over the past seven years, it's that when you change what someone believes is possible, you change what becomes possible. Yeah, and that's a message that's gonna that's gonna resonate with the audience really well, I believe. Um, thank you, Alex. Beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy, busy schedule to to be on this show. Um, hopefully, this will get people amped and excited to hear more of what you have to say and inspire them to go, you know, um, read the book and, you know, feel like they really connect with you more as a result of that when you're um, in Milwaukee this September. That means a lot. Thank you again for having me. Well, I hope you enjoyed our interview with Alex Benayan. If you'd like to learn more about Alex and his book or read his book, uh, The Third Door, you can visit thethirddoorbook.com. If you'd like to learn more about SwickTech's upcoming Future Tech Summit event, you can visit swicktech.com and go to the Resources tab and then click on Events. And registration is free. It's also SwickTech's 15th year anniversary. So you can come for the event and stay for the celebration. We will be celebrating our 15 years in business on the 27th. Thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to the show. Hopefully, we've added value to your business and your day. Thanks again.